Welcome to the Easy Loss Weight Loss Show. Sue and James have helped thousands to lose weight and make massive improvements in their lives with the Easy Loss Weight Loss Program, both in person and with their range of best-selling apps. So here's your host, Sue Peckham. Hi everyone, it's Sue from the Easy Loss Podcast Show here and I've come out today to meet with one of the therapists who's recently started working with James and I in the Hampshire Hypnotherapy Centre that we run in Whiteley in in Ferrum in Hampshire. And uh, we were really busy with one thing and another and we needed some more hypnotherapists to join us. And when we advertised, we were very fortunate that Peter, who's come to join me today, uh, Peter French, applied to come out and work with us and uh, when we were chatting with Peter on the day that he came in to meet with us before he actually started working with us, Peter has, a, a, as well as his hypnotherapy practice, also has a really great therapy that he offers uh, called IEMT. And what I've done today is come along to meet Peter and have a chat about it. So first of all, I want to say thank you very much, Peter, for letting me come round and speak to you today. And Hello. Hello. <laughs> And you're welcome to be here. Oh, thank you. Now, obviously, we met through our mutual interest in hypnotherapy and hypnosis and uh, hypnoanalysis and working one-to-one with clients. And uh, we're very grateful, James and I, that you agreed to come and join us in Hampshire Hypnotherapy Centre. And I think we're all agreed it's going quite well. It's going really well, having the uh, partners join us and to expand the practice. It means we can offer... Uh, services one-to-one with far more people which is is wonderful but you know we've talked before and and when I've come into the practice when we've been swapping over between clients and me throwing my computer up and you you try to get out the door before the next client one of the things that I'm absolutely fascinated and I don't really know anything about is this IEMT that you practice so first question obviously is what does it stand for? Okay, IEMT is Integral Eye Movement Therapy. It's basically uh, all you have to do is think of the problem that you've got or an instance of the problem that you've got and follow my fingers with your eyes. And it's basically the uh, a cross, like St George's Cross on the, on the UK flag, yeah. and then the diagonals as well. We follow those in a sequence and that helps to get rid of a lot of negative things that get stuck. Okay, but can you give me some examples of things that you can help with with this? Um, Possibly the most severe person that I used this with was a guy who was having five panic attacks a week. That's a full-fledged panic attack where he was getting the full heart palpitations, hyperventilation, just at the thought of going out the door. Really? So Um, a a form of agoraphobia, would it be? It's agoraphobia and... uh, it's it was a that and quite a few other things as well right and we spent about three quarters of an hour working on the panic attacks and on other things that came up as a result of the panic attacks and was that just chatting or was that using no, this that, that IEMT yeah we were using the eye movement therapy so I got him to remember a particular time when he had the eye movement therapies oh sorry when he had the panic attack. Okay. And we tend to try and find the first pers- first time that a person can remember having that issue. So, in so this you're case, looking for the first time that the person experienced 
the symptom that they're consulting for the problem. That's right, yeah. It's the first one they can remember. It might not be necessarily the first time that it ever happens. Okay. Um, so when they do that, they're actually accessing a memory and that memory will have emotions associated with it. Mm-hmm. And the emotions, the magnitude of the emotion is the thing that the eye movement seems to diminish. And once you get rid of that, you get a feeling of release and also then that problem tends not to happen again. It may take accessing two or three memories uh, and sometimes it's more, but usually... So would you generally find that the first memory that they come up with is just leading you somewhere else or...? It does have that effect sometimes. Um, It's something that you have to play a little bit by ear. Sometimes it stays on the one subject and it, it is all just one thing. Other times it goes other places. Quite often, for instance, uh, people with fears of public speaking have specific interests, uh, specific uh, memories of ha- having problems with public speaking. Right. Then that moves on to things that they've had at school, th- other things that they've had while they're working. And it's, it's like peeling the layers back on an onion sometimes. You get right. rid of one bit, we move on to the next one. Okay. And we follow the chain down. Would you say, just say for example, I'm, I'm really interested in this because it's, as I say, it's something I, I know absolutely nothing about. I've heard about it, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't know anything about it. So if, say, somebody recalled one experience, one memory, yeah, and you did the eye movement therapy to reduce the symptom or resolve the symptom yeah would it then be necessary to keep going or do you do you actually know there and then that's it, it's gone or do you feel oh i feel a little bit better but there's still something else it, it depends on the person it's like so many of the therapies that we do uh, with some people you deal with the the one issue or the one memory where they've got it and it's gone And they can't get any more feelings back to do with that sort of thing. I've had that particularly with fear of flying where they've just had one instance where they've had a bad landing or a bad Mm. takeoff. Mm. We deal with that and the whole thing to do with flying gets cleared up. And of course, it it all depends on people's perception, doesn't it? Because I've flown, been very, very fortunate. I've I've travelled an awful lot. And as far as I'm concerned... I've never had a bad flight, which is absolutely amazing, considering the amount of um, air miles I've done. Now, I've travelled with the same person several times, different people, and their recollection of some of the flights, or, um, you know, do you remember the flight we had back from Baltimore? Actually, no, I don't. But apparently, that was the flight from hell. Now, to me, it was just a flight. It was just a flight. Um, you know, a really bad landing. I know uh, one time uh, we landed in Jersey. One of my sons, very fortunate, lives in Jersey. And the, my other son and his wife and I had gone over to Jersey. And I do remember this particular landing because it kind of was like the plane landed and then stopped. And then, I don't know, maybe started to roll again. And I, I don't know how to fly a plane, but forgive me if there are any pilots out there. The pilot had to put his foot on the brake really quick. <laughs> So that we didn't actually, you know, go into the terminal. But to me, it was just, oh. But to my son, it was like, what on earth is going on here? That was horrendous. We could have all been killed. No, we could. (laughs) 
you know. But that doesn't. It's only when I'm thinking of things now to yeah. to say yeah. to you, you know, that you know, possibly, you know, would it put me off a flight? No, you know, I don't. I know I sit on um, the plane and I see people almost white knuckle holding the sides as the plane takes off. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I, what is it? <laughs> what is it that, that would make for, for one person a real problem, but for somebody else, nothing. But this is the same problem that we have with all our therapies, with hypnotherapy and IEMT. Mm. Um, different people perceive these things in different ways. Different mm. people, um, some people catastrophize very sure. easily. Yeah. And they're the ones that see that they're going to die. Some people stay a bit more laid back, like you, and you're just thinking, oh, that was a bit close. Yeah. And yeah. See, people... actually, I think, that's brilliant that he stopped that in time. <laughs> How clever is he? I'm glad he's on my flight. You know? <laughs> less distance to walk, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Actually, I hadn't thought of that, but yes, we were closer. <laughs> Considerably closer. <laughs> that's it. And, yeah, it is the... Because everybody's different, we have these differences in the way that we record the memories. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get the same with soldiers and things like that, with recording the PTSD. Two soldiers can be side by side having the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. One comes away with PTSD and one doesn't. How, how would IEMT, it's a bit of a mouthful, how yeah. would integral eye movement therapy help with something like post-traumatic stress disorder, would it? It or? deals with it in the same way. Um, the way that we view memories, and, and I view this for hypnotherapy as well, is that we have a, all our memories, but some of those memories have a, an emotional content. Mm. And on some of them, it's quite a high emotional content. And they're the ones that our brain actually accesses to work out what it should be doing in a particular situation. So it does okay. a quick whiz through all of those high emotional memories that work in the context that you're in and that's when it brings back all the symptoms and the eye movement therapies and and in my view hypnosis as well reduces that emotional content so the memories just become memories so that and if there's no emotion attached to them they can't cause you a problem that's right yeah if you never got worried about that particular thing that's how it feels Mm. the odd thing with the imt that i find is that people after the therapy can quite often remember how they used to feel but they don't have an emotional connection to that and that feels quite odd and when they revisit a particular situation they get this odd sensation that they should be feeling a particular way and that just doesn't happen so say for example uh, let's go back to the fear of flying yeah, um, yeah. and I, I will ask you in a moment just to tell me <laughs> the interesting story of the lady that when we were talking before we started okay yeah. um but say say someone had always been a bit concerned about flying, didn't want to get on a, a plane or didn't want to do a long flight, and then found that actually someone suggested to them that they go and fly and think, yeah, okay. Do they get a kind of uncertain feeling because they feel they should be worried or some people do worry about not worrying. And it is a, <laughs> it is an odd thing. That one usually actually clears itself up very quickly. Okay. Um, but most people that have something concrete there, we can shift that quite easily. And quite often, if it's just a feeling that they've got that they don't like, we can quite often shift that in the same way because they've had that feeling several times. And you can, mm. when you can remember having that feeling several times, 
then that means that there are memories with an associated emotion. And once we start moving those, the mind does tend to pick up on that. And it tends to be a bit like a dominoes falling. Sure, I was just going to say that. Is it like yeah. the old domino effect? Once you knock the first one down, the rest yeah, come no. tumbling down quite easily they, behind. They do seem to follow like that, yeah. There, there are some where you have to work a little bit harder, but on yeah. the whole, that's generally what happens. So say someone comes into a Hampshire Hypnotherapy Centre and, and they've got this symptom and you obviously you use... Um, the eye, integral eye movement therapy, and you, I know you combine it with hypnosis a lot do, of the time, yeah. don't you? How how would that work? Well, give me a give um, me a talk me through a session. Talk me through a session. <laughs> well, let's take an example: uh, the fear of flying. That that's one we've just been talking about mm. quite a bit. Everybody understands that quite a lot. Well, I'm not sure we understand it, but uh, people have met people, people have suffered it themselves, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, the basic question I ask somebody is, can you remember the first time you felt this way? It might not be the first time it ever happened, but it's the first time you can remember now feeling this way. And that takes them back into their memory and they find the first place that they can remember having an issue with it. Mm. And then we work on that. We, we do uh, the, the uh, scaling of 0 to 10 on those feelings so naught is no problem at all. Ten is it couldn't get much worse, and it's other people that are into spinal tap that get to eleven and things like that. But we don't talk about those. No. So the once we've done that, we can then gauge if we're going up or down. Right. The the characteristic changes are quite interesting. Some people actually feel it getting worse first, right. and then it gets better. The people who feel it getting worse first usually find that it drops off very, very quickly soon after. Okay. Uh, and they just have to stick with it. It can sometimes be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. But other people tend to get, most people generally, it just drops off fairly gradually. It takes us four, three or four times through and, yeah. uh, and things go away. That's it's, amazing. It's quite interesting. Um to watch and it's quite interesting for people's reaction because people always think well all I'm doing is moving my eyes right now yeah it, it can't actually do this yeah and in actual fact it can something so simple just leads them through and do and we know works. why it works the theories that I've heard are that it simulates the rapid eye movement part of sleep which is part of moving the daytime memories through into long-term memory mm-hmm. um, there are some other theories, but nobody actually knows. It's one of those odd things. There's one theory where the optic nerves actually come into the brain very close to the amygdala, which is the part that uh, regulates memory and things. Yeah. And that the physical movement there actually has some effect on it. Again, nobody can prove it or disprove it at this point. No. So the main thing that we've got is that there are several therapies that use the same sort of movements and that, get similar sort we of ideas. We were talking about, uh, is it yeah. EMDR? EMDR, is yeah. That, is is that one that more people have might have heard Other of? Other people may have heard and of that, And what does yeah. EMDR stand for? That stands for Eye Movement Desensitisation and Reprocessing, which is even more of a mouthful <laughs> than the other one. Um, this was one that was developed by Francine Shapiro, and she... Um, she, she's done quite a lot of work. There's quite a lot of people in the psychology side of the profession mm. really use that sort of thing. 
Um, there's still massive debate as to whether it works or not, but all I can say is I, I've, I've helped so many people with it now that it really does work. Yeah. And uh, my background a long time ago is engineering. And I Couldn't be use, further removed <laughs> from what you're doing now, really. Well, one of my friends once said that I was giving up programming computers and going on to programming people but it doesn't <laughs> as we know it doesn't quite work like that um, but I tend to use things that work and if it didn't yeah. work I just wouldn't use you it you wouldn't use it it's not no. worth my time and well, is it something people can do on their own or do they really need to you to can work actually with do it something? on your own um, sometimes you have to be a little bit careful with it you have to be aware of what you're doing because we can actually in the same way that we tend to approach uh, negative memories, mm. you can actually affect positive memories if you're not careful. Really? Yeah. I mean, one of the positive memories I would use it on is things like a chocolate addiction. Okay. That has a massive positive thing because people feel good from it. And if you use it on something like that, it actually takes away that, that so craving. That would that would be something um, because, as you know, I, what I'm yeah. working mostly in now is is working with with people with issues around their relationships with food, with issues around their weight. Yeah. Um, and we use hypnosis to, to yeah. help people, but we also use, um, you know, management of their thinking style around these things, you know, consciously as yeah. well. Yeah. So if, say, someone did have a chocolate addiction... Yeah, food craving. Or believe that, you know, yeah. believe they had a food craving, is there something that they could do on their own Oh, um, or would they really need to see... It's better to have somebody take you through it. Yeah. Because you don't always ask yourself the right questions. Right. Um, and these questions, the way you have to question is very specific to the individual. You couldn't make a generic... No, it's very difficult to go generic on a lot of these things. Okay. Because, again, in the same way that you had a different a flying experience with sure. your friend... Sure, People have different experiences. Even people who have a what we would call the same relationship, mm. you know, somebody who really craved chocolate a lot, mm. it might be a completely different craving that we're talking about. Yes. So... That, that in, craving might be satisfying a completely different need for one person as it is for another. Yeah, and it might be manifesting itself in a different way as well. Mm. Um, some people go and grab a whole load of chocolate and, and just gorge on it. And other people, you know nibble through the day but mm. they make sure they nibble a lot through the day mm. Mm. so it's you know just having that as a difference means it makes it quite awkward so it's as, as with all these things there's there's nothing better than a, a one-to-one i think a one-to-one is usually the better way to go um because you are then guided in the right way because yeah. th- there is the uh, the ability if you want if you do get if you do get it wrong to uh, to upset other memories. Sure. But sure. But generally, that doesn't happen. Okay. Uh, How I, would you find a good uh, integral eye movement therapist? Andrew T. Austin, um, and there there is a, a website for integral eye movement therapists. Um, it's not a massive body of people. Okay. But there there are quite a few, and they tend to be hypnotherapists as well, and they okay. do, do other therapies. And do other therapies yeah. as well. Is it something that tends to be incorporated in other therapies more so than a standalone therapy? Um, the way I was taught it is to use it as a thing in itself. Okay. Um, my personal preference is actually to include it with hypnosis. I use 
the integral eye movement therapy to get rid of the negatives, mm-hmm. um, and which it's very, very good at, and then use hypnosis to build up the positives. To build up the positives, and so that's that, so powerful, isn't it? I, I find it is, yeah. yeah. Could people do it over Skype? Not really, not really, because we, we need to get the eyes right to the edges, and we just don't have monitors that big. So getting your eyes so close to the monitor that you, you can follow something going to the edges it's not really practical at the okay moment. Uh, there's a possible possibility with things like the google glasses possibly in the future we might be able to do it but right now it's google not google really. glasses what are they google glasses is a, a vdu or, or a display unit that appears as a pair of glasses and that goes right to the periphery of your vision but that's not something that's widely available at it's the not moment. something no I'm, I'm not sure if they're still making it they were making a big thing of it at one time right but, uh, but that was going to be a potential, but it's not really manifested itself Not yet. at the moment. No. So, um, you know, obviously you're available in Hampshire Hypnotherapy Centre. If people had questions about it or they want to come in for an appointment, I will put something up on our uh, show notes. Okay. And uh, if people want to ask a question, if... If they drop us an email yeah, to info email. at we'll hanshypno.co.uk, you be just put for the attention of Peter. Yeah. And, yeah, and you'd be happy to answer I'll do what I can. any questions if people have got them. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. It's been really, really interesting. It's no, great to know okay. a little bit about what you do. I almost want to try it. But as we were chatting before, I can't think of anything <laughs> that is really holding me back for, from doing anything. But I'm going to have a real good think. Yeah. <laughs> to see if, if there was something that perhaps we could, you know, I could have a little go because I, I'd yeah, like to experience yeah. it. Yeah, there is something. Um, but I'm, not, I'm not sure. Is it is it appropriate to make stuff up? <laughs> it, there's nothing to clear, no. is there? <laughs> and but, as, um, as therapists, is, we've gone so many courses, we have to come up with these things to... To use yeah. the uh, techniques on. Sure, sure. So, but if I if I do come up with some something, I, I would love to experience it. And I will come back and, and okay. um, perhaps we'll do another show and talk to our listeners about it. Uh, but for today, Peter, thank you so, so much. You're welcome. If yeah. I could ask all our listeners, if you've uh, enjoyed what you've heard today, please, please share it. Um, you can find the little box. I say at every show, you find the little box at the top of the screen on your iPad and iPhone and you can just share that either by text message or by email or send a link. Please write to James and I at info at easyloss.co.uk and let us know your thoughts on the podcast. We love to hear from everyone and you know if there's anything else that you're interested in that you'd like us to find somebody that could, we could have a chat with about it then we'll do our best. But for today from Peter it's goodbye yeah goodbye for now and from me it's cheerio until I see you next time thank you for listening you've been listening to the easy loss weight loss show remember to press the subscribe button to get regular podcast updates and if you've enjoyed this show remember to share it with your friends thanks for listening